0: Suicide, the necessary conversation we had to continue to talk about. This is taping two, and we want you to join us for the conversation. Let's go. To friends, I'm your host Teresa Cooper and I'm glad that you've joined us today. We've got a wonderful table and we're going to be continuing our conversation on suicide. It's the necessary conversation we need to be having right now. And so today we have at the table with me again my co-host Catherine. Good. It's
1: good
2: to be here,
0: <laughs> here again. <laughs> and then we have Miss Uh Caitlin Redding.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And then today for the first time, we have Miss Tyra Smith. Hi. <laughs> Tyra, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Um
3: as 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 you know, I'm Tara. Um, I am a CNA um caregiver right now for um In Health Health. In health. Uh-huh. Um I'm a creative person. Yes, I do lots of things. Yes, um, you do. Very yes. vibrant, and I'm just here to tell my story and
0: well, hopefully help
3: you. somebody.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> well, thank you good. for being here, Tara. So this is a great uh, table today to have this necessary mm-hmm. conversation. Uh, in episode one, we. Uh, heard from Ms. Caitlin Redding mm-hmm. and she gave us her experience uh, with uh, losing her brother uh, to suicide. Mm-hmm. And then I also shared uh, my up close and personal um, experience uh, with lo- losing a friend and a loved one uh, mm-hmm. to suicide. And then today we're going to have a first, uh, first-hand encounter uh, with someone up close. Um, that's actually experienced it um, from first person, Ms. Tyra Smith. And so we're glad that she's here. And I can't say this enough, ladies, that it's a necessary conversation. and it it is. is. And it, w- it, it has warranted a episode two yeah. because it's quite a bit to unpack. And we talked about how that, uh, I want to say 90% of uh, young people the ages uh, 10 to 9 they're the second it's the second cause of death yes. if you're the age 10 mm. to 19 so it's mm. really showing us that our young people That's right. are very vulnerable yeah. um, but of course we know that um, suicide does not discriminate That's right so it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're male or female binary non-binary transgender mm-hmm. it don't care That's right. it doesn't uh, care if you're Christian non-Christian That's right. um, the it, it attacks the mind. It attacks the spirit, That's right. and it comes to uh, bring a spirit of self-loathing, mm-hmm. and uh, just a real disregard uh the, the pain uh, that you're experiencing. For mm-hmm. those that, that have experienced it, is so to the degree to to the degree that you don't even have uh, care of your own life. That's
1: right. That's right. So
0: um, I've labeled it a thief, um, but we're going to expose the thief right. because we know that uh, the enemy. And even burglars love the darkness yes. <laughs> and not much can live in the light. Right. Literally nothing can live in the light. And mm-hmm. so we want to expose it to the light of God's word, uh, the light of God's love so yeah. that people that are struggling can find hope. Mm-hmm. And so, Tyra, can you tell us how did you uh, confront this spirit? How did you confront um, the, the mental health issue um, that is suicide in your life?
3: Well, it took a while. Okay. Uh, to process it all because mind you, it happened, well, I was 14 when I tried to take my own life. Okay. Um, I was, I was raped. Okay. And, um, I thought, you know, I didn't tell anybody um, and in the midst of being, you know, sexually assaulted like I was, I seen this guy every day.
0: Okay, so it was friendly fire. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, someone, it was that someone knew. I knew at okay. the
3: school. Um, I was somewhere where I wasn't supposed to be. Okay. <laughs> Trying to be, you know, the it girl, you know. Oh, I can go, let's go. So I snuck off and did what I did. Um, I ended up, at, they ended up giving me something to drink. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you know, it's all right drink this, drink this, drink this and I'm, you know, it it was looked like juice so I was just, you know, like okay, you know, I was a ninth grader you know, and I was trying to be a part, you know and I ended up just remembering laying there and I didn't have my functions and I was just you know, no, 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 no Mind you, I end up going home. Um, I didn't tell nobody. I just really just laid.
0: So you kept it internalized, because I think we talked about in the first episode that suicide doesn't just show up. It's other leading causes, things that have that happen that lead up to Mm -hmm. someone thinking that they should take their own life. So Mm -hmm. it sounds like what you're you're explaining to us is that as a young girl you were assaulted Mm -hmm. and then after being assaulted what led up to you deciding that you couldn't live
3: well when i was assaulted i ended up getting two diseases okay i ended up getting um gonorrhea and trichomonas okay and i didn't tell my mama i didn't tell anybody you know my mom i kept it to myself because you know
0: i'm
3: i'm tara Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you're just you're the sweet one you don't say well, anything, how do you care
0: the medical condition from? this it.
3: is what i did.
0: <laughs> tell us Tyra, tell
3: this us. is what i did
0: okay what did you do
3: so i um i went to the clinic okay um i rode the bus you rode the bus i rode the, the bus i went to the clinic my um my mom worked mm-hmm. so it wasn't like she was there so it was mm-hmm. easy for me to go and you know to the bus <laughs> to the bus stop and go down to the clinic went on Crestview, you know. yeah um and being that is patient confidentiality you know mm-hmm. they don't have to say anything yeah. um so i went um got my antibiotics and stuff i had I like so little, let
0: me just say this because we we appreciate the clinics <laughs> We're not gonna name the clinic's name, <laughs> mm-hmm. but a, a minor child mm-hmm. can go get the information, go to the clinic, mm-hmm. get help while the parents is at work making a living to take care of this said parent yes. child. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead, girl. And um, I went.
3: <laughs> yes, I did all this um, by myself at um, at fourteen. At fourteen, and I went to school every day. And I saw him every day, every day. And it's like, well, I didn't do anything, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So the disregard. The disregard of everything and the way it was portrayed off, like, he was so innocent and he didn't do anything. And Did you confront him? I went to him and said, you know, you need to get, you know, you need to get checked because you gave me, you know, right. a disease. He was like, oh, I don't have anything. I don't. You know, mind you, I wasn't sexually active, you know, so, yeah, I know right, <laughs> that it was right. you. But,
0: I mean, did you confront him, not just from the, 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 the perspective of the disease, but confront him from the perspective of, you violated me, you took no. from me, I did not give you permission, so you didn't confront. So,
3: at that time, I I felt it was my fault
0: because... Okay.
3: I was somewhere where I wasn't supposed to be. Okay. Um, I'm the one who was, you know...
0: So you took on ownership. Yeah, I took ownership. Of all of that. And that's what began to transform the way that you thought and keep it, and you continue to keep it to yourself. Yes. And then that led to...
3: That led to one night, I just was, it was a bad night. I was just when it happened, you feel, you just feel worthless. Let's put it that way. You feel like, you don't feel, you feel like your body is just tanked. And that's probably the, why I'm the way I am about a lot of different things. You know, I'm really particular about, um, Cleanly, you know, I'm I'm really particular about it because I felt like my body was contaminated. It's something right, wrong get, with me. Right. You know, right, like right. It, so tr- it triggered,
2: triggered in it. Triggered you. me. Right.
3: So I was just sitting there, I was just I was just just seeing them constantly every day and going through this by myself and just keeping the fake. So
0: you didn't have any did you feel like you had anybody that you could tell what happened mm-hmm. to you? So this was something that You had to. So I, I wonder if people that have also if um, have tried to commit suicide, if there's just underlining things that there's stories that maybe we don't know of. I know that Caitlin, you mentioned about your brother, Mm -hmm. being angry and having rage. Mm -hmm. Um, And is there a possibility that there was something that maybe he was not sharing or, or? Or some trauma that he could have been holding back that he just didn't know how to say.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, my brother, you know, he had this really, really rough exterior. And, you know, those who knew him well knew that, um, that he really did have a big heart. You know, he mm-hmm. would give his entire paycheck to a friend that had a child when he had debt that he needed to pay. But he saw that friend as needing it more. And so he had this big heart. But so many people thought that he was this rough person. And so um, knowing my brother's heart and really knowing him and knowing how a lot of people perceived him, Mm -hmm. um, I 100% think that he was tormented and, you know, his mind was tormented. And Mm -hmm. um, my brother wasn't a bully. Um, He liked to give people a hard time, um, but he wasn't a bully. He always stood up for you know, someone who was getting bullied. But because he had that rough exterior, there were very like, I mean, I remember one time we were at home after school and three truckloads of other from kids from my brother's school, like pulled up in our yard. They wanted to fight my brother because they all had a problem with them. They ended up kind of, Being chicken and like not doing anything, but my brother, he was like, "All right, like he was like ready, yeah, you know, taking on three truckloads of people, wow." But um, but that's you know how he was, and so I know that he rubbed people the wrong way. But again, it has to have been because he had some kind of like, just dark, you know something over him yeah, yeah. a shadow something yeah.
0: and 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 that i think i think too that's another thing with with suicide is there's so many unanswered questions right. yeah. a lot of times if people don't leave a note and even if they leave a note it's still just that gray area of why wasn't living more important you know mm-hmm. than whatever it was
3: i could answer and that.
0: can you mm-hmm. please for me uh-huh
3: I was like, I would do better in heaven. You okay. know, that was my thought process. You I could, was like,
2: yeah. I'll be fine.
3: I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to keep on the charade because uh, I'm a bubbly person. Mm-hmm. So it was like I had to keep face.
0: Okay. You know, yeah. it was
3: I was always on. You know, mm-hmm. but when I was by myself, it was bad. I, I used to draw like I got some drawings I found them and this is funny I found them. and I have like these these drawings of skulls and screaming and, and I, I look at that now and I'm like I was really really in a dark spot but no one would have
0: known okay because
3: I was you know I was tired I was the, I was you the didn't want to I didn't want to worry about right my mom. I didn't want to worry that's and that's how I still am now, I think, you so know. So you were just living like this. I was living like two lives. Yes. Okay. I went I'm by myself, I was just gone.
0: So you, you you could turn on the sparkle or the right. shine. I
3: could turn on quick. With like, everyone
0: else, but right. once everyone else left the real you, what was going on internally, mm-hmm. um, that's when all the, the darkness would, would
3: Yeah, and it's, it's come not out. like a and I, I I wouldn't say, like, oh, this is big old. You know, it was it was just your mind.
0: Well, I mean, do you think you could have been just clinically depressed?
3: Yeah. I could, oh, I could have been
0: bad. Well, then depressed. let me ask you this. Because the same energy and strength that you, and the information pool that you had to go to the clinic mm-hmm. to find out if you had a sexual disease, mm-hmm. what was your thought? Did you not think that you could go... Somewhere to get, you know, mental health help. Or even to talk to someone, say, for spiritual help at a church or to for counseling. Did you didn't you weren't that informed or you best, would have to tell? Yeah, okay.
1: even like if, if you would went to would have went to a, a best friend. But I think I understand the cause and effect, because what I keep hearing her say is I was somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And that stops you sometime because then that would leave the person to judge you and say, well, you should have been, shouldn't have been there in the first place. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. But then I would say to that thought Mm -hmm. that that's the trick because even if you were someplace you wasn't supposed to be, that doesn't give someone else the right Right. right. to do or to harm you or to violate Mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it just doesn't. So you know what I mean? So to take, to own the blame, um, would have been would would have been misplaced displaced, right. and I think about the scripture that says the enemy, he's a thief. He comes mm-hmm. to steal, kill, kill, and to destroy. God. And yeah. he knew the beauty of a of a fourteen year old young girl and all that the the world promised and the promise of that youthfulness, and it's his desire to steal it. Yeah. And so, and one of the yeah. ways to steal it is to make you first think that it was your fault. Granted you made a wrong decision. Yeah. But making the wrong decision to be somewhere doesn't justify right. yeah. the gentleman from abusing you, taking advantage of you. And of course now as an adult, you you a woman it. with three children, you yeah. can, can you see can it see it now. now, but back then yeah. you would say the pain was just so unbearable.
3: It was it was horrible for him to you know, want to call you all oh, this, that. Oh, you, you know, you want to change my narrative of who I right. am. Right. And, well, let me and
0: ask then, you that's
3: this. when I had to change. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let me put on, and that's when you said he has a tough exterior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand that because that's when I went armored up. And oh, yeah. no one could say nothing to me. If I. And that's when fight came. Yeah, Like, it changed I, I, yeah, it changed me. Yeah. I'm Tara, and this is who I am. And it was, like, <laughs> get back.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they say 90% of uh, people that attempt suicide and survive their suicidal attempt do not die um, by suicide. Um, I don't really know what that number, you know, mm-hmm. what that really says, Um but Tara, you're definitely a survivor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 90% of the people that get that low and, and actually attempt, once they survive, I don't know what the, that, the comeback looks like, but they don't, they lived, you know, to die of something else, not from self-inflicted mm-hmm. yeah. um, suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind sharing with us? How did, did you try to take pills? How did you try uh, to end your life?
3: I tried to take pills. Okay. Um, I took I took so many pills that night. I was in the bathroom, and um, I looked in the mirror, and I said, "Lord, am I supposed to be here? Wake me up in the morning." Mm -hmm. And now I look at that, and I'm like, "Tara, you know that was so selfish. My life is not mine." Mm -hmm. And that that morning, I woke up, and I just was hurling. Like, I just was vomiting, vomiting. vomiting. My mom came in. And she, Are you okay? What's wrong? Like, you know, and she said, but just stay home from school.
0: Did you end up telling your mom?
3: I didn't tell my mom until I
0: was 35. Shut up. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: that is That's a long a time. Thing to
3: drop and on. my did get, mom. Did you drop
0: hints? Or you just literally, you didn't I tell just her?
3: sat there. And we were, we were going to the museum that day. And we were just having a good time. And I just was like. Mama, I need to talk to
0: you. Did it you break know? her heart? Yeah. Yeah. She was
3: like, what? Mm-hmm.
0: She didn't see we, the sign. She
3: didn't see it. I mean, because you wouldn't. I was very much so easy to, you know.
0: You masked Master it. To mask yeah. it. You okay. know, I
3: was real easy on doing that. And when she was around, because I didn't want to worry her.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, because you said, God, now I'm going to take these pills. <laughs> Yeah. But if it's your will, yes. wake me up. Yeah. What tell me what that thought process is. Because I'm what I'm the conversation, the point of this conversation is I'm really wanting us to strip the uncomfortableness, mm-hmm. the shame, the yeah. embarrassment to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching, we're talking about suicide, the necessary conversation. I'm wanting us to address the whole um, romanticizing mm-hmm. of suicide, mm-hmm. um, the statement that people say regularly now, um, well, they're free. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're free now. Mm-hmm. And does that statement itself, within yeah. itself, to d- declare that into the atmosphere, do you think, I mean, this is a question I'm asking you mm-hmm. ladies tell me, do you think that it takes and it strips the narrative? that it takes the the fact that you know suicide is absolutely final mm-hmm. it really you it said that be. that your life is not your own it's not yours to take it doesn't belong to you to that in that degree
1: mm-hmm.
0: but have we become such a society that that we have self agency to the point that We feel like we have the right Mm -hmm. to do with our lives, with what Mm -hmm. we want. Mm -hmm. And then we declare it as freedom.
2: Mm -hmm. One thing that, um, so whenever my brother committed suicide, you know, I was a freshman in college. And, um, you know, I struggled for many years, you know, even whenever I was in middle school, high school with depression. And so um, whenever my brother committed suicide, he might have been free from his pain, but it, it the pain wasn't just like disappear gone. Right. It was then placed on my heart, my parents' heart, my yes. grandparents, cousins, like aunts, mm-hmm. uncles. It was then placed on all of these other people. And so, you know, the idea, you know, that, okay, like I have the option to take my own life. Like I'm in control of like going into this freedom of pain, but it's not a freedom of pain. The pain doesn't go away because then your family and those who care and love for you, That's then good. they're the ones who have to to make sense of it and they have yeah. to carry this burden with them. And so there's a pain in that. And I mean, it's, you know, I just don't think that it's a, it, it vanishes.
0: Yeah, because I, I struggle with the whole idea of um, how it's just become so, uh, normalized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that we need to talk about it right. and we need to have conversations we need to have continual conversations mm-hmm. we need to literally create spaces to have these conversations yeah. right. on every level whether it's in school whether it's in churches um, corporations we need to have these conversations but does having these conversation make it so normalized to the point to where um, People create TV shows and movies Mm -hmm. celebrating and showing you how to do it and making it so, you know, commonplace.
2: In the same breath that we talk about suicide, we also need to be talking about the importance of seeking professional Professional. counseling. I think that whenever you put just as much conversation on, there is absolutely no, we're human. We're, you know, I forget the statistic, but... Depression is one of the top mental health diagnoses in our country, I'm sure the world. I don't know the exact statistic on that. Right. So at some point, We're going to go through a hard season in life. Mm -hmm. It needs to be common practice. If you were to break your arm, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't say, Well, I'm not going to go to the doctor because people are going to judge me. You're going to go to the doctor to take care of that broken bone. Whenever you have a broken spirit, you Mm -hmm. need to seek professional help. There's absolutely no shame in that. So, in the same breath that we talk about. You know suicide and how it's so prevalent we need to talk about the many many resources you know affordable resources in our yes. community that are free or low cost we need to be talking about those also yeah
1: you know how we talked earlier and we were talking about after that happened with your brother you were just like shunned mm-hmm. you know like People were nice people, mm-hmm. right. but they didn't know what to say. Okay. And, it's, and it is, it's uncomfortable because, especially in the Christian community, because we all have our, um, you know, our perspective on where they go when they die. Right. Like right. we talked into the, right. uh, in the, on the first episode. Right. So it, I would just say nothing. And that's how suicide is in any community, whether it's in the church, but more so in the church because on the outside, I think they talk a little bit more. But we know in the church that it's finality, mm-hmm. and then when we have to talk about it, we really don't. Right, right. So we just leave it as is. We cover it under the rug, and we rug, and we just get quiet about it. Right.
3: That's why I. That's why I didn't tell anybody too, because you know I, I was I'm a church girl. Like you know, I was Baptist. You know, and <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you going to hell. That's right. what you were doing. This is where you're going. But um, did it?
0: But it didn't. Your thought, your theology of that—if I kill myself, I'm going to go into eternal damnation. H E to the L L. <laughs> that didn't stop you because of so your that's pain. not. That, right?
3: I was in pain, but then I knew. I knew God loved me. Mm. Okay. And I was like, Lord, you know my heart. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know I'm in pain. You know, I think I just do better with you, mm-hmm.
3: and that's
1: how I left. Mm-hmm. I left on. That's interesting. I
0: left on. You I will said do I will do better. You know, my heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll do better with you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's how I left. But then that goes back to Caitlin in the yeah. first episode when she said she wasn't in the church, mm-hmm. but when she got the calls. That didn't tell her her brother died, but instinctively she knew. Mm-hmm. And God had already provided that peace for yeah. her mm-hmm. to walk into the circumstance. And I thought that was awesome because God loves us. Yeah. He might not be everybody's father's father, but he's everybody' creation. Right. right. And he created you. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't save, but he sent his peace to sustain mm-hmm. you. Right. That's awesome to me. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so when you said... If it's not your will, wake me up.
3: That, that, if
0: and so if how I'm did you change when you woke up and you realized I tried to kill myself, it didn't mm-hmm. work? What? What? How did you feel and how did you approach God at that point?
3: Yeah, well, after that, you know, I still went to church. Uh, at that time, I think I was on the only one in the house going to church. Mm-hmm. Come to get me. Um, and, uh, but I went with my stepmom to a church and I saw this girl oh I thought she was an angel it was like this light just came down on her and she was dancing and I said that's what I'm supposed to do okay and then that's when I started dancing and uh, I just started in yeah. church I literally said well I want to dance and they were like huh <laughs> you know and That day, I found like a little, I got, I had like a little white suit and I just started dancing. And from then, that was my solace. That was your solace, dancing. That was my one thing that I knew that I could go internal in. Like even when I do dances and different things like that, you know, I don't just get the song and just get up there and dance. You know, the Lord gives me, gives me so much. So you you
0: found a. A purpose and, oh, yeah. a, and an outlet somewhere right. t- something to channel your pain right. to yeah. channel mm-hmm. the the emotions, the emotions and all mm-hmm. the things that you were yeah. experiencing you know there's four points I want to share and you guys can com- comment because um, you have firsthand experience and then you have um, experience through family they say do don't wait for a crisis
1: mm.
0: you know how should we address suicide and people that we know that are having um, suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. don't wait for a crisis to arise to mm-hmm. talk about it yeah. um, don't be um, don't just be reactionary uh, we need to take part in preventive mm-hmm. measures yes. against suicide and um, check in with people regularly yeah. yes. um, this, this, this this new thing going around you know social media check on your strong friends. Yeah. Yes. Because it's usually the ones that are super uber strong, mm-hmm. that have that exterior, yeah, right. that Wonder Woman, you know, mm-hmm. emblem mm-hmm. that um, when they go down, they go down the hardest. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's important to check with your your children. Mm-hmm. Just, again, because that age demographic is very vulnerable, yeah. um, especially in the, in this time that we're in with the pandemic and being away from their friends, being shut in. Uh, making sure we check on them regularly, look for changes in mood or behavior that might be warning signs that something is wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just blame it on adolescence. Right. Yeah. You know, um, or well, they got a new job, mm-hmm. or they just had a baby. Right. You know, all that they just got through a divorce. You know, mm-hmm. all the things that we would normally say, but it's really causing us to look deeper.
1: Right.
0: Yes, and um, to just be more present in our relationships, that's wouldn't you right. say, Kathy? I would say,
1: yeah. yes, that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. um,
0: ask directly about um, suicidal thoughts. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think, before, I would just sit down and say, well, are you, you know, self-harming? Do you, are you thinking about self-harming? Do you notice
1: when you go to the doctor now, that's one of their questions? Really? Do, they they ask it. you, mm-hmm. do you feel safe? Do you feel like harming yourself or someone else? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, it depends what day you're on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> they ask you that well, question who you now. Who are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> right.
0: Mm-hmm. So those are some things that, y- you know, you can do. So it's really causing us to be not so, um, especially in this age, because we could be so social media, cell phone, right. um, just consumed. And so it's really causing us to to um, pay attention to our environment, yes. Yes. you know. Um, give me an example we're kind of running a little bit um, towards the end of our episode but what would be one of the the number one thing besides dancing that um, really revolutionized your thinking and your spirit um, for life
3: Um, now or then
0: well, I mean, as you'cause i I think because you as experienced it as a approaches. as a child as a teenager,, yeah. but then as you continue to grow into your womanness and your life, I mean, I'm sure it, it tried to revisit you, oh yeah, yeah so but what yeah. what pulled you towards life? God pulled me towards life mm-hmm. so that would be your number one
3: that's my number one i I can't say anything else, because okay. that's who helped me mm-hmm. um I honestly. Uh, he gave me, he showed me, you're so creative, Tar. If you touch, whatever you touch, you're able to mold and make it. Mm -hmm. This is what you're supposed to be here for. You're a helper. Mm -hmm. You know, he he talks to me. He -hmm. was the one who kept me going. Even through, you know, marriage, all this other stuff that I've been through, the only thing that kept me off, you know, that pinnacle point
0: is Him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kathy, do you have um, a, a closing scripture you yeah, want to share with share us? Yeah, I'm going to share
1: this quick closing scripture. It's Luke and it's um, chapter 1, 78 through 79. It says, Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadows of death, to guide our feet into the way of his peace.
0: Amen. So you've been listening and watching Sister Friends Cups in conversation. And we've been having that necessary conversation about suicide. Um, If you need help today, uh, please call the suicide help helpline. You'll see the number on the screen. And don't forget something to sip on is next. Thank you for joining the conversation today, Sister Friends. It was heartfelt, it was necessary, and I'm glad you stayed with us as we continue talking about suicide. We wanna pray with you, we wanna stand with you as we fight against this thief that comes to take our lives. We want you to follow us across all of our social media platforms. Be sure to inbox us, be sure to listen to our podcast. Let's grow the conversation. And don't forget, Something to Sip On is next. Well ladies, this is something to sip on. And what I want you to sip on this week is faith and therapy Mm -hmm. both work. That's right,
1: that's right, that's right.
0: And I would say from Caitlin's
1: story to Tara's story that God give us beauty Mm fashions. You supposed to be here. Yes. Get with your community. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Get help.